0: Pet business owners. Oh, it's so good to be podcasting again. I have missed you guys on here. I know you're out there walking dogs or listening to me when you're driving around. But, you know, so maybe you've missed me too. I've had a number of you email me and Facebook message me and say, what is up? I miss the podcast. You haven't been podcasting regularly. And I just want you to know that I miss you guys, too. I really feel like I'm able to connect with you through the podcast. And I've missed that. So I just wanted to first acknowledge that that it's been quite a while since I recorded the last episode. And I wanted to share why it's been quite a while. I've had a lot of things going on in my life, very good things. First and most important is that I got married this year, not even two months ago. (laughs) We got married in Hawaii, and so planning a destination wedding was quite a lot of work. It was wonderful. We had an incredible wedding, and we had so many friends and family join us in Hawaii. And it was just really, really spectacular. I think everyone that gets married (laughs) experiences this of it being one of the best days of my life. So I just want to share that, you know, between that and planning for the fourth annual online pet business conference, which just ended, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I have been quite busy and then coaching and, you know, doing my webinars. And I'm also working on my next book, which is for pet sitters and dog walkers. And I'm so excited about this book. I'm hoping that it will be complete by at least the spring of 2018, but hopefully even before. And I'll be sharing more about that as it gets ready to be published. So that is definitely in the work. And I'm just really excited about that. So lots of projects. Lots of wonderful things. I've been really enjoying those of you that I'm coaching. I've got just some amazing pet business owners that I'm working with who are really up to some big things in their business and their life. And if that's you and you are needing some help, I have a couple more slots available for some regular ongoing coaching clients. And even just those of you who have questions or struggling with something in your business, feel free to contact me and we can set up a time. So, I also wanted to share that the Catapult four week pet business program starts in three weeks, and we've got pet business owners from around the world who will be attending that. I'm also very excited about that. This is, I believe, the seventh or eighth Catapult four week pet business program that I've done, and each one is just so rich and wonderful. The pet business owners that are drawn to this program tend to be real go-getters, you know, or they want to make big shifts in their life. Maybe they don't feel like a go-getter now, but they really want to make a big shift. And I know the new year is approaching. You may be listening to this and the new year is already over and, you know, you're right smack dab in the middle, but wherever you are in your business or your life, I hope that you are really looking at what you want to create. And that's part of what we do in the catapult pet business program. So if you're interested in that, you can find out more in the show notes. I'll be sharing more about that at the end as well. And you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 20. That's the number 20. So that's how you can get the show notes and lots of goodies. I also have a pet sitting and dog walking business tips and tools booklet, which you'll find in the show notes, as well as, of course, information about the upcoming Catapult program and the Jumpstart program that is starting in a couple months as well. So those are two distinctly different programs, and I'm really excited about them both. So anyway, I hope you guys are doing great. It's just been really a rich year for me. Like I said, lots going on. I'm wondering what's going on for you. How is your business doing? I know a lot of you attended the online conference and got a lot of great feedback about that. And we are in the beginning stages as we always are when we complete a conference. We're always looking ahead and looking at the next speakers that we're going to be having and just really excited about next year's prosperous pet business online conference so if you missed any or all of those you are welcome to check out the video package to see if that's something that you'd like to get so let me see if there's anything else you guys i just want to thank you for your reviews that you're leaving that has meant a lot to me to see some new reviews up there (laughs) i know it's probably from people who just discovered the podcast but you know if you get a hankering to spend like a minute or two and write a review, it would mean so much to me, and it really does help this podcast get out to more pet business owners. So, in that way, you're not only helping me and the podcast, but you're also helping your fellow pet business owners who may be struggling with different things in their business. And you know, I've gotten feedback from different pet business owners who listen to the podcast that it really has made a difference for them. And that's really my intention with each episode that you come away changed in some way and have insights. And there are distinct takeaways that you leave with that you're able to really assimilate into your business and create even more success, whatever that looks like for you. It's not always money, right? It can be time, time. It can be freedom, and those are often tied into the same, right? Having freedom and time. But for some people, it really is. I want to financially be successful. So now this is episode 20. You've got a lot to choose from if you're just now joining me. Hello. (laughs) I'm so happy you found this podcast. Feel free to listen to all of them. And you can also leave comments, too at the bottom of each podcast page and that's really really fun for me to get those comments from you. So let's start a conversation and today we're going to be talking to Patty Moran and those of you who don't know her, she is the founder of Pet Sitters International and if you are a dog trainer or a pet groomer or some other kind of pet business owner that is not a pet sitter or dog walker, you're still going to get a lot of value from the segment, I promise you. So this was recorded in 2014 when I did my first Prosperous Pet Business online conference. So this is a segment from one of those videos that we did. So this was actually a video, but we condensed it and we have audio files and This is what you're going to be hearing. And Patty has so much valuable information. I'm really, really excited for you to listen and learn from her. A lot of people think of her as the one who put her flag down for pet sitting, you know, and created a whole industry around professional pet sitting. So I'm excited. I'm rubbing my hands together in excitement, you guys and I hope you really, really enjoy this segment, and I'll see you on the other end of it to say goodbye. Hi, everybody. I am Kristen Morrison. I am the founder of Six Figure Pet Business Academy and the creator of the Prosperous Pet Business Online Conference, and I am so excited to welcome Patty Moran here today. She is the founder of Pet Sitters International. She is an author, she's a public speaker, and she's just an amazing force in the pet sitting world. And it just brings me such delight to have you here, Patty. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Yeah. It's wonderful what you're doing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And it's just having you here really adds to the wonderful energy of this conference. And it just, I'm thrilled to have you here. Well, thank you. Yeah, and so how did you get into the pet sitting industry?
1: Well, Kristen, I got into it out of necessity because I needed a job, mm-hmm. but also quite by accident. I had just been terminated from my position of seven years uh, in the corporate world, a place that I thought I would you know, grow old and die, mm-hmm. and I found myself very disillusioned with the corporate world. And it just seemed to me that the only way to maybe ensure my, my to have job security and, and financial freedom would be to start my own business and, you know, be responsible for mm-hmm. my future. But what kind of business was the problem? Mm-hmm. And now this was back in 1982, 83, when there was another recession that had taken place in this country. The company um, that I worked for gave me a severance package. So I had a few months, and I started researching business ideas. Mm -hmm. And it was just during that time that one of my best friends came back to the Western salem area, where we live. And um, she was home for a friend's wedding. And she said, I asked her, what what had she done with her dog? Because we're both longtime dog lovers. She said, oh, it's the neatest thing in my new neighborhood. She said, there's a lady who, um, she's a pet sitter. And it was just right then, it was just like what, because this was 1983, and it's like, my friend and I, we just both looked at each other, and it was like, that's me, that's that's what I need to do, you know, but how do you do this? Mm -hmm. So, that was August of 1983, and um, even though I'd been researching a small business, Mm -hmm. I I hadn't come across professional pet sitting, but there was a lot of good information that, you know, told you sort of how to start a small business. I thought it was such a great idea, such Mm -hmm. a needed service for pet owners, I was just like, you know, yeah, why hadn't somebody else done this in, in, yeah. in my city? Yeah. And um so I just decided that I was gonna do it. So I jumped in and with the help of uh her sister who had also worked for the same company, the two of us, we uh started our, our pet sitting business in December of nineteen eighty three mm-hmm. and as they say the the rest is history.
0: Uh huh, it's great. And you know, I remember I started my business in nineteen ninety five and I remember there was nothing out there for pet sitters at that time except for your book and Pet Sitters International and I just felt like thank God there's something you know I was so excited to discover you and so how did Pet Sitters International come to be?
1: Well you know, I did write the book because I was getting so many calls in the first and second year of operating my pet sitting service from people who heard about what I was doing mm-hmm. in other parts of the country And I was sympathetic, you know, Mm -hmm. that there wasn't, you know, really any written word or direction, guidebook Mm -hmm. for this profession. And at first I tried to help people just, you know, telephone, consultation, but it was soon taking so much of my time that I wanted to be pet-sitting and running my own business. So that's when I sat down and put everything into a written format, and I thought once people had the information that then they would let me run my business. But instead, they kept calling and saying, what you say in your book that mm-hmm. we really need to use a service contract if we're going to be a professional? If you already have a contract, would you mind if we bought a copy of it and used mm-hmm. it in our business? Mm-hmm. So before I knew it, it's like I was running a little pet sitting products company with mm-hmm. some of the materials and things that I developed for my business. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of began an informal network of people who were doing this And as we continued to talk, we found that a common problem for the profession was that people couldn't find good business insurance. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the idea for an association came from. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, there's getting to be more of us. And since insurance companies wouldn't take us seriously, that we were a, you know, a credible, viable Mm -hmm. business risk, um, I thought maybe if we bind together Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's clout in numbers mm-hmm. that the insurance companies would take another look at us. Yeah. So I checked with some of them and said, Hey, if I start an association, does that interest you? And they said, yeah. So mm-hmm. I did.
0: That's great. That's great. And going back to your own pet sitting business, what were some of the challenges that arose in your own business and how did you deal with them?
1: <laughs> Everything was a challenge, Kristen. Because, like I say, I was, I was in uncharted territory. Yeah. You know, I think it's, um, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, um, don't take the path well-traveled. Yeah. Uh, instead, take the path less known and, and blaze mm-hmm. a trail. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I learned a lot of things the hard way, such as always always try the key to a person's house yeah. when they give it to you. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Instead of when you go back to make your first uh-huh. visit, find, oh, they gave you the back door key or, you know, yeah. anyway, it's not their office key. You can't get yeah. it. Yeah. That was a challenge. I didn't know to put policies and procedures in place mm-hmm. until I started getting calls, you know, saying, well, why won't you make a midnight visit to care for my dog? Yeah. And, you know, and so I, I learned that there were things like that that you needed as I went along. Mm-hmm. And so just fortunately, I tried to learn from every mistake I made and not make it again, but there were some hard-won lessons.
0: Mm-hmm. And anything that you think that pet sitters really need to know when they're starting out? I know you mentioned a few things, but is there anything else that you think, oh, new pet sitters really need to know this? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, I think that
1: when you're starting a business, business, you need to realize that it's your business. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You are in control of it. Mm -hmm. And you need to maintain that control. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't have your, your rules in place for how you're going to operate your business. Um, then you are going to get clients who are going to try to tell you what your business is and, and you're not going to be in control anymore. Yeah. And you're going to take the, the, the last minute caller, you know, who calls, mm-hmm. you know, you, your weekend's booked already and then here comes a call at 9 o'clock on Friday night, can you please, please, please. Yeah. You're going to take the job, you're going to be, you know, overwhelmed for the weekend, you're going to hate yourself the whole weekend mm-hmm. and, um, so you, you, you need to know that, you know, you are the, you're in the driver's
0: seat.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you determine who you sit for, the kind of breeds you sit for, uh, how far you go in making your pet sitting rounds. Um, and that's, I mean, that's going to be a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then also just know that there are so many resources available mm-hmm. to pet sitters now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's, there's almost no excuse for failure anymore. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love that. there's so much available. Yeah,
0: Now, you know,
1: you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you, the territory is charted now. Yeah, you know?
0: it's true. And thank you for blazing the trail. I know that's a lot of work with a machete to get out there and pack <laughs> the grass.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> fortunately, it's, it's been a lot of fun, too. Yeah. There's a lot of wonderful opportunities and, uh, just a lot of great people and a lot of wonderful
0: pets along yeah, the way. that's right. You've helped many people and pets. And, you know, going back to what you said, Patty, I just love that. I mean, one of the things that I learned in my business was no is not a four-letter word. <laughs> and, and really getting comfortable with saying it, and it was really uncomfortable in the beginning with my clients and my staff to set boundaries, to say no, um, and... Yet, the more I did it, the more comfortable I got with it. And that led, it's an esteemable act, I think, to take care of ourselves and to say no when we need to. And it's really uncomfortable in the beginning.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, I don't know why it is so hard. And I have wondered through the years, because Mm -hmm. pet sitting is comprised primarily of females. I mean, our membership here at Pet Sitters International is over 90% Mm -hmm. female, also, people who get into this business—they love pets. Yep. And I think you know, I think the two probably go hand in hand together. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you love pets, you just sort of tend to be a nice person. Yep. And so it's hard to say no to mm-hmm. other people who love their pet. You know, mm-hmm. but it definitely is something that we, whether as females or just business owners, mm-hmm. we do need to learn sooner versus
0: than later. Yeah, and we take care of others. You know, it's kind of this natural inclination to, even, you know, even in the airplane they talk about putting the oxygen mask on your child before yourself. And I think they say that because we women tend to do that. We think about others, which is a beautiful thing, but when it comes to business, it's so important to think about it like a business. And when I'm working with pet business owners, I often remind them, you know, Yes, you love your pet business, and you're taking care of all these great pets, and yet this is not a non-profit, you know? <laughs> this is a for-profit venture, and it's really important to remember that. I yeah, think. if you don't take
1: care of yourself, you're going to be no good to your business mm-hmm. and to the people and the pets that are dependent upon you.
0: Yeah, as well as the people in our lives. I mean, I find, for me, exactly. what gives me the most satisfaction are my relationships you know, with my partner and my friends and family. And it's just, that's what life is about for me. That's the meaning. And the business is right below that. I love all things business related, but, you know, that doesn't get me flowing, you know. It's not like the prime motivator um, for me. And so I think if business owners can really remember what is their prime motivator for living life, not just running their business, but, you know, what motivates them. I think that can be a really powerful way to put priorities first, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and put ourselves first, too. Yeah, and
1: our businesses can be a means to the end.
0: That's right, that's That's right.
1: be the end of us. Yes,
0: exactly, Uh and, you know, I I work with a lot of people on creating more freedom in their business, because a lot of people feel like it's a ball and chain, and, and so it's, How can we have a different relationship to our business? One where it doesn't rule us, but we rule it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's a learning curve involved there for most people. It doesn't happen naturally.
2: on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses, are added monthly these online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability and you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering to find out more go to petbusinesscourses.com well i think too when
1: you're first starting out and you so want to succeed mm-hmm. And so when the first phone call comes in or the first email or what, you know, it's like, oh, well, even if it is 10 miles further than I yeah. thought I would go, you know, it's like it's just so easy to think, well, I'll take it or I'll do this one or whatever. And then one day it's filed out of control. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you have to, it's like whack-a-mole where you have to, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God, yeah. And then uh-huh. dealing with that. I know I had to deal with that in my business I mean, in the beginning, you know, everybody wants to take whatever's there. That's a natural, intuitive reaction. But that can come back to really bite you in the butt later on, for sure. That's right. Yeah. So what are some keys for success for pet sitters? I
1: guess what I have to call the four L's, and that is you need to listen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, because you can gain a lot from listening, and I know we've had a lot of uh, wannabe pet sitters or new pet sitters just starting out that come to our annual conferences. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know, they're just considering pet sitting as a career or whatever, but they thought they would come to where the information was. Mm-hmm. And they really just spend their days there listening to what people in the, in the business are saying, you know, And then they say, I learned so much, you know, just from people that are already doing this. And then, again, taking advantage of all the resources that are out there, Mm -hmm. which would be the second L, uh, to learn as much as you can. Because, like I say, so many of the um, things that can be a problem in pet sitting, uh, so many of us have made them already. And and we can tell you what you should not do. So, learn, mm-hmm. live by your principles, your mm-hmm. ethics, your conscience, mm-hmm. because whether you succeed or fail, I mean, when it's all done and said, it's a matter of, did you do the best you could do, mm-hmm. and can you sleep at night, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then also, um, the fourth L would be uh, to love, mm-hmm. and uh, that's to love what you do, mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise it's you're not going to be
0: good at it, and mm-hmm.
1: uh, you're also not going to have...
0: Oh, I just love the four L's, that's beautiful, and I'm wondering, you know, going back to loving what you do, we were talking earlier about saying no, and that brings me to the question of burnout. Like, a lot of pet sitters suffer from burnout, and how can pet sitters avoid burnout so that they continuously love what they're doing? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because that is one of the biggest, biggest threats Mm -hmm. to being in this business. It's a position where you don't want to find yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you do take the proper steps, as you said, starting out with policies and procedures in place that you actually will follow and mm-hmm. stick to, you have to think about your goals with the business as far mm-hmm. as do you just want to be a sole proprietor or do you see yourself expanding the business? Mm-hmm. And if you're just wanting to be a sole proprietor, you still have to think about, well, the days, what if I'm sick? Mm-hmm. How about the days I do need a day off? Yeah. You know, how about a weekend for me occasionally? A holiday I might want to celebrate with my family. Mm-hmm. And make sure that you do have a backup. And that can often be found by networking with another pet sitter in your area mm-hmm. who also chooses to be a sole proprietor and getting a working relationship like that. But again, it can be avoided. It's mm-hmm. just that you have to make sure at the outset that you have used, you know, how they say hindsight's always better than. Foresight, yep. you have to put the foresight in place. Mm-hmm. And like I say, and talking with other pet sitters is how, as far as to how they do their schedules, um, how far they go in making their rounds, how many days they work, what kind of time they give themselves off. Mm-hmm. And as we discussed earlier, you have to make me time.
0: Yep, so important. I have really made it a practice in my own life to put myself in my schedule first before my clients and... Before anything else, so you know, exercise. I meditate in the morning. I write in my journal. I do morning pages, which are I heard about from Julia Cameron. She wrote The Artist's Way, and she talks about the practice of morning pages and just writing three pages each day, kind of stream of consciousness. And there's something about that; it's like emptying out the trash for me in the morning, and also getting business ideas. And I write about it in my book about the importance of that. and And so I just really wanna encourage pet sitters that are out there that are experiencing burnout to really put them as an appointment. In the book. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's one thing, you know, the clients who call and request your services, I mean, just because your calendar is booked, mm-hmm. it, they don't have to know if it's time for you to actually right. go and get a massage. Yeah. You know, if it's time for you to have lunch with a friend. Yeah. Things like that. It's right. that's just as important. And sometimes letting clients know that you can't sit for them because you're completely booked Mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, will make them have more respect for what you're doing.
0: It's true. It's true. And maybe part of that being booked is you're booked with yourself.
1: Right. (laughs) So that you will be a better pet sitter and around a lot longer to pet sit for people.
0: That's right. And so that you will continue to be in love with your business, too. So, thinking about the downsides of pet sitting, a lot of people go into it and they think, oh, we get to play with animals, and it's such a great profession, and yet, what are some of the downsides that pet sitters have to face in being pet sitters?
1: Well, and here we go back to being the nice people who love pets, Mm -hmm. and we're wearing the rose-colored glasses, and we think, oh my gosh, this would just be the best job, the best career, you know, on the earth. And yes, it, it is, and it can be, but that's what we want it to be. Yep. That's a part of the foresight that you want to look at and make mm-hmm. sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. And I think to me, a downside is the emotional aspect of pet sitting that you don't necessarily have if you're working in an office environment and your mm-hmm. computer goes down one day. I don't think you're going to sit there and cry, mm-hmm. you know. But we get very attached to yes. the animals under our care. And, you know, animals being mm-hmm. living creatures, if it is possible that you will lose one you know, to death. Or you may have an upset pet owner who calls you and breaks the news to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an emotional component to pet sitting that you don't face in every career. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be aware. But it can also be a blessing because sometimes mm-hmm. you can give help to mm-hmm. the pet owner who needs you at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, a way that we can give back uh, in this career that a lot of other careers don't get to contribute mm-hmm. like we do. Mm-hmm. Depending upon where you live and where you're based... You know, the weather can be a problem. Uh, now, here in North Carolina, uh, you know, there were some mornings that I woke up and, you know, it was sleeting, mm-hmm. you know, snow was forecast, and my bed was awfully warm. Yeah. And to think, you know, i got to get up and go, go mm-hmm. let those dogs out, you know. Yeah. but And rainy days, you know, mm-hmm. walking dogs out in the bad weather. But, you know, for every rainy day, there's also a beautiful sunny day mm-hmm. that you're getting your exercise and you're getting paid to it. It's just that yeah. you you've got to anticipate you know that with the uh, good comes the bad.
0: It's true. Yeah, and yeah. then again, if you're good at what you do and you don't set your parameters, you can end up working 365 mm-hmm. days a year. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, holidays, weekends, and you're on your way to burnout.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, going back to what you said about losing losing the pets, I and mean, I'm. I flashed on remembering this Rottweiler that I took care of, Jaeger, who was my doggy soulmate, is what I called him. He was, I would walk his neighbor dog, and he would look at me on the balcony, and he would start barking, like, I want you to walk me too, and finally his owner said, he keeps barking at you, I'm going to hire you for dog walking, and so I started walking him, and I'd never really connected with a Rottweiler before, they had been a little bit, a little scary to me, you know? Uh, the only connection I'd had with them was in movies, you know, Cujo and... Uh, <laughs> and yeah. Was, was Cujo a German Shepherd? I can't remember. Anyway, I just remember scary movies with Rottweilers. And, and he did die at five and a half from a heart attack. And it was it was so sad. And I just remember thinking, oh my god, I don't know if I can do this job. Uh, you know, can keep opening my heart to these pets that are going to die
2: mm-hmm. at some
0: point. And yet... You know, we do, we keep opening our hearts, and I think it just grows the heart, too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the losing the pet, as painful as it is, really helps to expand our heart.
1: I agree, I agree yeah. totally with you. No, but again, it is, you know, you just have to psychologically
0: prepare mm-hmm. yourself
1: that it is a part of the job. Yep. And, you know, uh, I guess... On the bright side, that you had experiences of knowing and loving that animal, mm-hmm. and then you know, as I mentioned earlier, that that maybe you'll be able to help the, the pet owner who exactly. needs you. So.
0: Yeah, because we pet sitters really get it in a way that their friends and family might not. You know, we cultivate a very similar relationship to our charges.
1: Yeah, that's so true.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, kind of jumping into a, a different vein, what do you recommend for pet sitters that are kind of stuck in their business and they need and want to expand it, but they're having a hard time growing it? I think the first thing that they need to
1: do is to understand that it's possible. It's
0: mm-hmm. possible. You mm-hmm. can let go. There can be life after
1: just you as the pet sitter or just the business manager. That mm-hmm. There are great people out there who would love to help you. You know, I know some pet sitters think, well... You know, my client would never let another pet sitter come into their home, but Mm -hmm. they've let you come into their home. Mm -hmm. They love the work you do. They trust what you do. And if this is a person that you are recommending and vouching for and you have Mm -hmm. made sure is clear criminal history and Mm -hmm. background check, that they will trust this person.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, that it is possible. And then the same is true with even a manager for your business. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times we start out, as the pet sitter, we're getting more calls than we can physically handle, mm-hmm. so we see the need to add on additional staff members, because we're taking the calls and booking the, the jobs, and then you get to the point where you're in the office all the time, yeah. and you, you need help mm-hmm. with a, you know, a manager coming in, but just that, again, others have gone before you, yep. others have had these same fears that mm-hmm. nobody can do it as well as we do it, or mm-hmm. the clients won't like them as well as they liked us, and... You just have to be open that it can be done and it can be done successfully.
0: Absolutely. I know I went from doing all the pet sitting myself the first two years of my business and then hiring pet sitters and dog walkers and then hiring a manager and then I went from working, you know, seven days a week to working three days a week and then two days a week. (laughs) Yeah, and then I went to Bali for six months, uh, you know, and then India, and, and my managers ran my business while I was gone, and it was a real, I had never heard of a pet sitter doing that, and so that was my version of blazing the trail. I thought, oh my God, can I really do this? But they were amazing, and I think when we get people that really love our business as much as we do, and it is possible to find those people, then we can have more freedom and really... Enjoy our life more and also have that capacity to be able to really drive the ship instead of being in the belly of the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're in the belly of the ship, we can't see anything else. When we're the captain, uh-huh. we have the vision, you know, and we're able to really create even more success. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's counterintuitive to, to pet sitters, I think. They think, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to grow my business if somebody else is is helping me. Mm-hmm. But actually, you will be able to much more, I think, mm-hmm. by having someone.
1: Well, and you know, that's one of the best pieces of it, might be the best business advice that um, I ever received. And it sort of came at me as a surprise, but uh-huh. uh, the person told me sometimes the best thing you can do for your business is to get away from it.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was just like they gave me permission. You know, to, yes, you can leave. Uh-huh. And, and it's so true because sometimes you can't see the forest with the trees. But when we do change our pace, change our scenery, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can find the answer or a different perspective
0: or mm-hmm. just a, 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 a refreshed attitude, you okay. know, to go back and
1: be better than when you left.
0: Absolutely. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you talked about the best advice you've received. What's the best advice you've ever given
1: the just say no, as yeah. you said, you have been teaching pet sitters as well mm-hmm. because that is something that we desperately need to learn mm-hmm. in this industry is, is how to say no, uh, and that it's okay to say no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the other would be if it doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. it probably isn't. Yeah. So, so trust your intuition.
0: I love that. Yeah, that is so true. You know, every day is
1: different in this business. Every home is different. Mm-hmm. Every pet is different. There, you, you can never know it all, but I think, you know, we do have an innate communication and in that mm-hmm. it's something that we need to listen to.
0: Yeah, well said. So anything else you'd like to share before we end?
1: Keep those keys on you at all times. <laughs> also, try that key. Uh-huh. Pet sitting, it is a career, I think, where we are making the world a better place because we're making it a better world for the pets who are able to stay at home under our care and for their people, you yeah. know, who are able to travel with peace of mind that their pets are in good hands. How many people at the end of their workday, you know, can say the same?
0: It's true. It's true. Thank you so much, Patty, for being here today. I'm just so grateful. And well,
1: thank you, Kristen. It's been a pleasure. I think we're going to have to have you come to one of our Pets mm-hmm. International conferences and, and talk to some of our uh, members who are approaching burnout and give them some meditation tips and journaling. I mean, it's just fantastic what you're doing.
0: Thank you. I would be so delighted to do that. And how can pet sitters get a hold of Pet Sitters International?
1: Just go to our website, www.petsit.com.
0: Great. And we'd love to hear from you.
1: We have a member services department that's here 930 to 5, Monday through Thursday. We're more than willing to answer questions for anyone getting started, questions of people in the business when you have a situation you're not sure how to handle. Um, our staff has over a hundred years experience in density. Oh, wow. So again, it's probably something that we've heard before. And if we can help, mm-hmm. that's what we're here
0: for. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Patty.
1: Thank you, Kristen.
0: Have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, bye. Hope we'll talk soon. Yeah, you too. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this segment with Patty Moran. I know a lot of you who are listening are pet sitters and dog walkers, and I hope those of you who are dog trainers, pet groomers, doggy daycare owners, and other pet professionals enjoyed this segment as well. I wanted to remind you that you can get lots of goodies and information in the show notes, including a pet sitting and dog walking business tips and tools booklet, as well as information about the upcoming catapult and jumpstart four-week pet business programs. And you can find the information and the goodies in the show notes at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 20. That's the number 20. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 20. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I wish you much pet business success. Take care. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com